right, all right. Welcome, 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 you beautiful people. I am excited that you are here. I'm excited to talk about what it is that we're going to talk about today, which is you have a free will and you're a masterpiece and do the circumstances in your life happen to you? Hmm. Or are you creating it? Eesh. I know. I know. I've, I've said this uh, multiple times. And I have some people that tell me, I didn't create this in my life. Okay. Well, it's an awakening to really understand this aspect of our lives. But the more that we can become aware of it, the more we can understand it, the more control we have within our lives. And boy, doesn't that feel good to be certain about what's about to take place in your life. So stay tuned. Let's dive into this a little bit and let's just unpack it. All right. Glad you are here. Well, hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Happy Monday. It is Monday. It's a beautiful Monday. It's a cold, crisp, fall Monday morning. And I am excited and grateful and blessed that I have the opportunity to be here with you, with this weather, with the sun shining into my windows. And uh, I don't know where you're at or what's going on in your life, but I want to just say I am grateful that you are here. So abundant living, we are wanting to be abundant within our lives. And there is no better way to be completely and utterly full and abundant and satisfied within our lives than to get a hold of our thoughts. So Alan Watts says, as a man, I'm going to say as a woman, thinketh, so is he. He's got an entire book on it. God says that we are what we think about. Um, All kinds of people have really, really captured the idea that our thoughts are dominant before anything. Anything. So, God actually gives us free will. He gives us freedom. It makes us different than anything else he created. You are a masterpiece. Now, you know, I wasn't going to get away with any kind of podcast without saying that. I I ought to change the name to you are a masterpiece um, of this podcast. You are a masterpiece and you were created very, very specifically. You personally were created specifically. And our creator breathed his own energy, his own life, his own desires, his own abundance within us. And the more that we wake up to that fact, or really those two facts, that we are stunning, no different than a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, piece of art hanging in a museum or standing in a museum, you are one million times more beautiful and more special than that piece of art. And just like an artist who creates that sculpture or that painting 
puts his heart and soul and energy into that masterpiece. God, our creator, universal energy, whatever you want to call it. You didn't create yourself. I didn't create myself. I didn't just pop into the system and voila, here I am, stunningly unique and intricate. No, I was created with beauty, with with design, with abundance, with God's energy, with my master artist's energy poured into me. And so are you. And part of that is that, you know, God's abundant. Let's just look at some universal laws here a second. You take one tiny itty bitty little seed. Like I did when I lived in Michigan, Northern Michigan, and I was, um, my dad had passed away and my grandparents were gone and I was up on their farm that I was raised on. And, um, I went into their cellar and they had all these Mason jars in their cellar. A Michigan cellar is cold. It is slightly damp. There was sand on the ground. Um, it's underneath the house and, um, made with bricks and stuff. And it was, uh, below the freeze line. I mean, it's, it's an amazing little uh, area. And there was all these mason jars. I said, wipe off the spider webs and blow off the dirt and dust. And inside those mason jars was preserved all these seeds. And so those seeds are uniquely qualified for that specific area. It's gone generation after generation after generation and has gotten adapted to being able to grow in Northern Michigan. So I took those seeds and I created my own organic garden. I was on three and a half acres on a winery, stunningly beautiful. And this little old farmhouse, when I say old, built in the 1800s, it sounds really romantic, doesn't it? But it was uh, cold and drafty and it was kind of a, a difficult, wonderful time in in our lives. And I took those seeds and this tiny, itty bitty little seed, a tomato seed is like, you gotta be careful because you can, you can drop it and lose it really quickly. It's itty bitty. So I take one little seed and this six foot tomato plant came from it. And from that tomato plant came 25, 30, or so gorgeous, huge, huge tomatoes. And some of those tomatoes, mostly I ate, but some of those tomatoes, I opened them up and I took all the seeds and I laid them out, I washed them, I laid them all out and got rid of all the extra tomato pulp and I put them all out and I dried them and I saved them. And so I had thousands and thousands just from a two, three, four tomato plants, thousands of seeds. So one tiny little seed, itty bitty, I mean, minuscule seed created thousands and thousands of future tomato plants, which then created tens of thousands of future tomatoes. Some of those seeds I sold, some of those seeds I replanted, some of those seeds I saved. But why? Because, again, we had a new adaptation, a new generation that was then even more uniquely um, predispositioned to grow abundantly in that particular soil. So 
You are made and created with that abundance. If a tiny little seed is created with that, when God breathed himself, his own energy, his deep desires, his love and adoration for you, he breathed that into you when you were created. Just like an artist does with sculpture. God gave you a unique ability. And that one of those unique abilities is freedom. You have free will. You have freedom. With that freedom comes a responsibility. So what is this freedom I'm talking about? Freedom to choose. Freedom to create. Freedom to decide. Freedom to be. Freedom to rebel. Freedom to ignore. Freedom to say it doesn't exist. Freedom to believe. Freedom of faith. You have free will. You have the ability, unlike the tomato plant, you have the free will to become and be and believe and have faith in anything you deem worthy. Anything that you feel fit. You have the ability to think a thought and become that thought. Think a thought and have those things within your life. Now, I personally, when I first hear that, I think, oh, that's awesome. I can have anything I want. But the responsibility comes that we need to learn to get a hold of our thoughts because our thoughts become our reality. Our thoughts become our reality. Like, have you ever thought about that? Like, for real, have you thought about the fact that when you think, if you ever just had a, like, uh, uh, some thoughts about something, then uh, the thoughts about a friend, man, I haven't talked to them in a while, and then all of a sudden they call? Was that live or was that Memorex, you know? <laughs> the old commercial. Was it live? Or was it Memorex? Was it recording? You create your own reality. And you do that by the way you think. Now, in the next section, we're going to talk about what our thoughts do. The positive, all the beautiful, wonderful things, like a good old friend calling, or really the crap things that happen in our lives. Do we create that too? Our freedom has a responsibility. So the next session, let's talk about that. Stay tuned. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. I am Pamela DeVere Smith and we are in abundance living and in order to be abundant within our life, we've got to take a look at the gift the gift for some of us is a bit of a curse but the gift of free will and freedom within our lives so self-fulfilling prophecy it's kind of what I want to talk about self-fulfilling prophecy it is someone who's predicting or expecting something and it comes true simply because the person believes it will so That's kind of the, I am um, paraphrasing it. It's a very long definition, quite frankly. 
<laughs> excuse me. And this is something that, that I really, really, religious-wise, okay, I was raised very religiously, and religious-wise, I had a hard time with. And yet, in the Bible, it really talks about um, um, that before we were even born, God knew what was going to happen and all this stuff. And it was always confusing to me until I got down to the nitty gritty when it comes to our free will. God does give us a free will and it's very predictive. So when we think a thought consciously or subconsciously, when we think this thought, and we repeat a synapse in our brain, a little electric um, burst of energy goes from one synapse to another synapse and it kind of jumps from one to the other. We think that thought repeatedly, it jumps repeatedly. And then after a bit of thinking that thought repeatedly, then pretty soon we have what's called a super highway synapse to synapse within our brain. And the more we think it, the more time that goes on, the, the more powerful that, that synapse or that jumps happen. It's very scientific, very predictive. I'll, uh, in the description, I'll put uh, a book. If you really want to get in deep into the science of it, which I have, you want to get in the deep of the science of it, you will understand then that there is energy. Our brains are on energy. And so that's why eating is important. We want to give our bodies the energy source it needs. And so those synapses then jump. Alzheimer's and dementia, there's calcium and calcification happening. Well, look, I'm very, I'm not a doctor. I'm talking about this very simplistic. However, scientifically, it's very, very real and it's very predictive. So that's happening without you realizing it's happening. You're creating a super highway within your brain. And then pretty soon, that super highway is then called a habit. Now, this habit could be simply from biting your nails to smoking, or it could be more, um, or, 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 or it could be something different like um, a belief system you have about yourself or about money or about relationships. Um, it could be a phobia, like, <laughs> I'm afraid of spiders, don't like them. I have to talk myself off the cliff every time I see one, and I have to get it out of my um, house or car or whatever. I do not like spiders. They freak me out. And uh, yet, I have picked up spiders and moved them, or I have picked them up in a cup and moved them, or I have killed them. Yes. May their soul rest in peace. <laughs> Somewhere where I don't have to see them or see them, feel them, and have them crawl around me. Ooh, gross. Quite frankly, they're of the devil. I don't really know. They actually eat a lot of mosquitoes, and I don't like those either. But So anyway, I digress. It could be something as simple as a phobia of spiders, right? Does my phobia um, hinder my life? Well... Sometimes I won't do something or see something because of spiders. I don't want the spider around me. I don't like it. If I see it, I freak out. Or it could be, um, you know, claustrophobic in a space. 
or whatever habit you have. Think about what goes on in your life. Do you have something you're afraid of? Do you have something that you love? Those are simply chemical energy jumps between synapses that have then jumped so many times you've created a a super highway that it then becomes a habit. It's easy for that synapse to jump from one to the other. Literally, the synapses will grow closer and closer together so that the energy can jump quicker, smoother, easier. I didn't even realize I was going to talk about that today, but it is so true. And it's very scientific. So now let's take a look at this. You were created that way. You didn't create that. It was there for you to then have the free will to create or to have, not really, because all energy isn't created or destroyed. It always was, always is, always will be. So you have an energy source. The energy is jumping. It was there from you at the beginning. And you then have the ability to decide what thoughts you're going to think and what super highways you're going to create within your own life. So now, does this make sense? Hopefully when I explain it like that, it does. Do you have things in your life that go very, very well for you. Let's just start there. Go very well for you. And you think, oh man, I just love this. It's wonderful. And you do it. You do it with ease. And it's great in your life. And then you can kind of look in the mirror and tote, I did that. I'm so great. It's true. Right? You can. Because you did. You then told the energy to jump from here to here. You did it kind of unconsciously, but if you're very, very self-aware of the fact that this happens, then you can actually, with much, much purpose, create that superhighway in your life. I'm using the word create, but it's already there. You just, you're telling it what to do. And you can consciously do this. Sometimes we have some unconscious good stuff going on in our lives and you don't understand why everybody else doesn't have it. Well, those, those things were created from when you were young, you, you, had, you had circumstances in your life and you were taught and, and um, you were, had behaviors that were repeated over and over and over again. So now it's unconscious habits going on in your life. Make no mistake, so you have a synapse to synapse jump happening. Do you have some negative habits? Could I get over the phobia of being afraid of spiders? I have a major superhighway within my brain that says spiders are nasty. (laughs) I'm talking about this because it's kind of easy to talk about, but we have some other things in our lives too, don't we? Poor relationships. Ever hear the term, your picker is broken? (laughs) You keep dating or marrying the same behavior over and over again you keep attracting this into your life and you wonder why and it's been awful for you well you've got a conscious or unconscious synapse superhighway within your brain that is bringing this into your life and you keep getting attracted to it make no mistake you are doing it no one else is creating that superhighway within your brain no one else only you it isn't his or her fault 
It's only the person in the mirror that's creating the, their own highways within their brain, their own habits. The good news is when we can become self-aware of these, uncover these ugly things, uncover the good stuff too, so that you can see that you created some good stuff and you've, you've created some not so good stuff, some things that are serving you and some things that are not serving you. And when you look at these honestly, then and only then can you then very intentionally Remove the one superhighway and you must replace it with a new one. Have you ever wanted to get rid of an ugly habit in your life? An ugly system that's happening with your life that's just not serving you? Let's look at your finances. What's happening with your finances? That is not the economy. That is not the pandemic. That is not some mob over in some other country that's controlling the world, whatever whatever is, you know, all those crazy things that are out there. It's not even a virus. It is your thoughts that are then repeated consciously or subconsciously. And that's creating a highway in your brain that then you think is religious. That's God. That's, that's complete. Circumstances outside of you have done this to you. Nothing's done anything to you to you. You create your own patterns that are unique to you. I like to say that our circumstances come from our actions. Consciously, we're aware of them or unconsciously, we're not aware of them. And our actions come from our thoughts. Now, our thoughts create. So when you think something I'm afraid of a spider. I'm telling you, I can get nervous and fearful and get in cold sweats if I think about the spiders long enough. And there's no spider around me right now. My dog, Princess and Bobby are on my side. They're sleeping peacefully, covered. Got a nice heater happening. The sun is shining on the the RV here on the schoolie. It's a beautiful morning. And there's no spiders around me that I'm aware of. And yet I can break out into cold sweats thinking about spider if I do it long enough. Is that something outside of me or is that something within me? I'm thinking the thoughts and that thought is creating a vibration called an emotion. And I can feel those emotions. And that feeling combined with the thoughts then create my reality. I would probably start recognizing and seeing if there's spiders in here if I were to think about it long enough. So if it happens to me with a spider, wouldn't it happen in my relationship too? Wouldn't it happen um, in how I interact with my spouse or my partner or my loved ones? Wouldn't that be creating it? So is that a circumstance happening outside of me or is that a circumstance happening within? Am I creating that circumstance? The answer is yes, I am. I'm thinking a thought, consciously or unconsciously, that I'm feeling the feeling. Combination of those things is creating actions, which then creates my circumstance. Now, the good news for this is this can go bad, very, very bad. Or, or capital exclamation point underlined very very intentionally with gusto 
or it can go very, very good for us. It means that we really are in charge of our own stars. We're in charge of our own lives. We do have the freedom and the ability to have and be whatever we want. If we can really accept this thought that we create it ourselves within within ourselves. Okay, let's talk about that in the next. Let's talk about how we can move this to a positive direction. In the next section, stay tuned. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back to Abundance Living. We are talking today about our free will and how it is a gift from the master artist that he breathed into the masterpiece called you and called me. I hope by now that you're starting to believe or at least begin the thoughts of believing that you are a masterpiece. Man, there's so many intricate details about who we are that uh, it blows my mind every time I learn something or every time I discover something or have been reminded of how awesome we are as human beings. Every single one of us. You are a masterpiece. Man, say it over and over and over. Look in the mirror and say it to yourself. You are a masterpiece. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how tall you are, how short you are. I don't care if uh, your body is perfect or if it's got all kinds of flaws. You are a masterpiece inside and out. All right. Maybe Thursday's episode, we'll really dive further into that because I just don't see people that that believe it, right? And myself included. There are times where I look in the mirror and I go, oh, God. And then, you know negativity ensues and so you know you are stunning I won't even say beautiful because maybe a guy's listening (laughs) you are stunning it's amazing how you're put together and how I'm put together so we're talking about freedom and uh, free will and how it's a gift and a blessing uh, bestowed upon us from our creator and he himself breathed himself into us and therefore we have the same ability to bring into our lives whatever we want because we have free will and our brains were made such that um, when we think a thought it creates a feeling and the combination of that thought and feelings creates a energy jump from synopsis to synopsis do it enough times and we've got ourselves a habit do it enough times we got ourselves a circumstance we've got actions and then we got circumstances let me give you an example so when I was younger I used to bite my nails oh man I bought them I bit them all the time I don't even know why but I did I was a very nervous type kid and I bit my nails all the time a little skin around my nails all the time and um, I had major major um, 
nervous energy. My hands were always in my mouth. As far back as I can remember. Now, I also, as far back as I can remember and even further, because I'm told that, uh, like nowadays the doctors like to say, well, they're not born with asthma. They're not born with it. Develops later. Nah. I was in the hospital with pneumonia, bronchitis, and asthma at the age of two. I remember it. I was also there at the age of four. I was also there at the age of eight, 12. My senior year in high school. I was always in the hospital, almost dying. Literally. Now, for today's purpose, I want to just talk about the fact that what does me having to be always, I was always sick every Christmas and my birthday's in November. It's in two weeks, by the way. My birthday's in November and so I was always sick in the fall and in the spring and at Christmas. I was always sick. Why? What does that got to do with me biting my nails? Why am I telling you these two things? When I got older and I started becoming more and more aware of how everything is inter, inter, um, interacting with each other, that one begets the other, begets the other, begets the other. Well, I stopped biting my... I, did, I hated the habit of biting my nails. My hands were always in my mouth. And when I saw other people that did it, it was kind of gross. I didn't like seeing someone do it. And therefore, I really didn't like me doing it. I felt like it was going to hold me back in business. It was going to hold me back in life. and Blah, blah, blah. And then when I started really getting deep, deep, deep diving into health and fitness and wellness... It's really disgusting. Underneath your nails, no matter how clean you keep them, it's disgusting. It's gross. The bacteria and the viruses and the dirt and the ukulele. Uh, that's worse than a spider, people. <laughs> I thought it was disgusting. And so I set out on a very long trek to stop biting my nails. I have been successful at this point. I hope so. I've been successful for a really long time on this one. And lo and behold, I don't get so sick anymore. Are they connected? Was I creating the circumstance of me being in the hospital? Who would wish that on themselves? No one, especially a two-year-old, so sweet and innocent. I gotta tell you, I was probably biting my nails. I'm such a tomboy. I was probably getting dirty and stuff, biting my nails, not cleaning enough, and and sticking them in my mouth and, and up my nose and getting sick. <laughs> I believe with all my heart that they're connected. I bet you any doctor would tell me the same thing. Anybody that knows some science about the human body, about viruses, and about bacteria would tell you the same thing. I caused it. Now, indirectly, of course, like I wasn't wishing horrible things on myself, but I did cause it. So the blessing is if I cause it, then I can cause something different. And I did. I stopped biting my nails. I started eating differently. I started um, taking care of my nails a lot better just in case they went into my mouth. And uh, I, I don't get so sick. So, the cause and effect of how we think, 
then creates our emotions and those two combined create our actions and behaviors which then create circumstances one after the other they all go together our circumstances then if you bring it back to the original area is we thought a thought and thoughts come before the emotion thoughts come if you have any doubt on that Start creating some emotion. Think about something really good and wonderful and lovely in your life and that you're really grateful for and just dwell upon that a second. Don't you start getting the feelings that are good and happy and peaceful and joyful? Yeah. The thought came first. So are we solving the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Bobby's up walking around now. If you don't know who Bobby is, Bobby is our big great dame. Come on. Princess does not like him up walking around. He's just got to move around a little bit. He's such a big boy. Anyway, I digress again. So then the, the trick is to get a hold of our thoughts. And one of the best ways, I'll give you a few ways, but one of the best ways is to learn to be, go through the motions of being grateful. Start to learn to be grateful. I'm grateful that it's sunny out. I'm grateful that there's a color green. I love looking at the green leaves, even though they're falling because it's fall. Um, I'm grateful that my great Dane laid back down on the couch so that we can finish this podcast. I'm grateful that my little dog isn't barking like crazy at him. I'm grateful that uh, I have friends and family. I'm grateful that, that if I went outside, the crisp, cool air would, would be on my face. I can go on and on and on. I'm grateful that our kitchen is done in the uh, school bus. We are turning into a schoolie, an RV. I'm grateful the roof raise is done. Man, that was hard work and it was worth it. Um, I could go on and on. Start to be grateful. Every, Ideally, every morning, start your day with writing down five to ten things that you are grateful for. And you watch how your emotions will change. And every time your emotions and the, and the thought go together, you create new synopsis in your brain. Those, that attitude of gratitude will create new habits in your life. And those new habits in your life will create new circumstances in your life. It starts with gratitude. It starts with gratitude. It's no wonder that in the Bible, God talks about being grateful all the time. And anybody at this point who is anybody talks about how they got out of their slump, they got out of their hole, they got out of whatever circumstance that was killing them in their lives and holding them back. It started with getting some sort of handle on what they were thankful or grateful for. It changes the dynamic and the chemistry within your brain. The energy flow within your brain, it changes it. So number that's number one, just start to get grateful and fake it till you make it, baby. (laughs) I'm so grateful for my spouse right now. Yeah, you can be angry and still get some gratitude going. You watch, it'll change the dynamic of the argument. (laughs) I know that one firsthand. Sorry, Jim. I know that one firsthand. So uh, that's first one. Fake it till you make it. Number two, start surrounding yourself with those that have the habit 
you desire. Read the books, listen to the podcasts, watch the YouTube channels, um, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And anyone that has, doesn't serve that new habit, that new attitude, that new disposition, get them out of your vision. I'm not saying you have to get them out of your life completely, but oh man, limit, limit, limit it. That's two and three, by the way. Limit that. You've got to start surrounding yourself, uh, um, immersing yourself. How do you learn a language? The best way is immersion. Well, this is a new language, people. Your thoughts and the consecutive thoughts you have is a new language. You're asking for something different. You can't just remove the old and say it's all gone. I wanted to stop biting my nails, but I had to replace it with something else. I had the fidgety nervousness thing. I had to replace it with something good. I, um, I, I actually went and got my nails done. I had acrylic nails for years. I don't anymore, but I did for years because it was too hard for me to bite. And then I was constantly, um, I had a pen in my hand. I was twiddling the pen or um, now my phone. I have my phone in my hand. I'm doing something with my phone. I have a new habit, right? looking up YouTube channels and podcasts and walking my dog. I'm doing something different all the time with my hands. Exercising was a wonderful way for me to get rid of biting my nails. So I added all these things in to replace the old. And I, if I do happen to just remotely, just unconsciously put my hand in my mouth, I do ask myself, what are you doing? Get that out of your mouth. Get that out of your mouth. I sound like my own mother. Get there. Get your hand out of your mouth. It works. I go do something different. So I have to limit the people that are negative with my life. I have to limit those that have the same habit. If I want to quit drinking, I can't be hanging out at the bar. I'm going to drink. If I want to quit smoking, I've got to quit going to the gas station or wherever it is that I bought the cigarettes, I gotta gotta change where I'm even going. And I can't be hanging out with all my friends that smoke. I can love them from a distance. From a distance. I have to remove that and at the same time replace that with something, with those that are positive. So if I can't find the friends that are smokeless because they don't wanna be around me because I did smoke or do smoke, Birds of a feather flock together, right? So get a new flock, people. You can do it through YouTube. You can do it through uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok. Now, I'm not on TikTok, but you can get on TikTok. Podcasts replace the new with the old, okay? Those are three things. If you do those things, you're going to start creating some new super high, synopsis, super highways in your brain, and you will create some new habits. All right, I am going to just... Um, wrap this up so stay tuned all right we are so glad I am so glad me myself and I Bobby and Princess we are so glad that you decided to join us today um, we, I do believe in fully living your life to its utmost best and that uh, no matter what you have happen or what happens, 
that you have control within your life. You have the ability to choose within your life. At the very least, choose how to, how to react to whatever situation is going on. And you have the ability to live completely and fully abundantly in your life. Why? Because we are made in God's image. You are a masterpiece and you've been given free will. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for hitting the subscribe button on this podcast. And uh, we try and release every Monday and Thursday. And uh, we will see you next time. In the meantime, you go live your best life today. Choose to make it your absolute best. Bye for now.